0: I'm Ben Carter, your life transformation coach, and I've been sent, called, and commissioned to help you live your very best life. Join me on Ben the Life Coach radio show. I can't wait to support your leap into victory.
1: how it was back in the fifth grade then you're hoping wish the feeling never fades away cause when it does all that love turns into pain uh, then it makes it hard for you to try again now you're feeling like you never might again cause you couldn't wait it out and take your time try to find out who's the right one uh. Some people don't listen, heartbreak by admission No one is responsible to protect your heart Only fools go rushing, hopelessly for nothing Then get mad when everything falls apart You just can't give your heart away no, you just can't give your
2: heart away So don't just give your heart away And away, and away, and away
0: Well, hello. How are you? Welcome back to a brand new show. Brand new Ben the Life Coach internet radio show, right? And there's a video to accompany it. So if you want to look at me, make silly faces, and maybe sip on my water, you can also click the link in the show's bio. And watch the video as well I thank you for tuning in please you have more than enough time to tag a friend tell a friend to tell a friend share this with your your family everybody that you know and love and even some of those people that you can't stand and that get on your nerves <laughs> welcome back I am Ben Carter your favorite life transformation coach I would like for you to head on over to my website, www.livellccoaching.com, and download the Victory Trilogy. There are three ebooks essentially in one. Mirror, mirror, who am I is the first one. That's the workbook that talks about how you show up in life. Are you a victim to everything and everybody? Are you the big bad bully? who's really insecure and incompetent (laughs) or are you an equalizer? Your goal, your main objective is to stabilize the frequency, right? Calm the energy, right? Which one are you and tell the truth. The second ebook, the second one, one of my favorites, Seven Days of Victory. It is a book of affirmation. It's a book of prayer. If you are looking to Tune into stillness, meditating, strengthening your faith, maybe hearing a word from the higher power, the God of your understanding. That one is for you. I wrote that about two years ago when my family was experiencing uh, unbelievable tragedy and trauma. And I didn't know if I wanted to jump off the bridge um, or. sit in my room and shut the whole world out. So I said, you know what? I've got to leap into my victory. I've got to proclaim even in the wake of and facing uh, death, I've got to claim victory. So I I wrote that ebook, right? And then the one that just came out last fall, conquering survival and leaping into victory. That one talks about, listening. Listen here. There's no such thing as. I just survived it and I stay in survival mode. You can't be in survival mode for the rest of your life. At some point, you've got to follow spiritual practice, spiritual scripture that says you are. I am. We are more than conquerors. Right. And if we are more than conquerors, then that means at some point we would have had to graduate out of surviving And leap into our victory. Have an ongoing victory mindset until it becomes a lifestyle for you. No matter what, we are going to win. No matter what, all things work together for the good. So, head on over to my website, download that trilogy, watch some videos, and you can also contact me uh, for motivational speaking uh, or, or teaching or preaching, as some of you might say, uh, talks, I'm available. Check out my calendar and my schedule. There are rates there. Very reasonable. I guarantee you that when I walk away, I will leave you feeling something either anger because I have stepped all on your toes and called you out or you would have felt a fresh anointing fall on your life because that would have been the place and time you needed to hear a word and connect to your higher power. It might be you get a business breakthrough, you get a relationship breakthrough. Contact me. I can't wait to come and speak and support your leap into victory. If you want one-on-one coaching sessions, go ahead, book a session, book 30 minutes if you want to see what this coaching thing is all about. I tell people all of the time, they get scared of coaches. I say, listen, don't let wealthy people and established business folks just have access to life coaches, right? For so many years, for decades, coaches have been out there, but the folks that they've been serving have been folks that sit high on the hog. (laughs) It's not about that anymore. It's about somebody coming into your life and supporting you, having your back, calling you to the carpet and identifying what are the roadblocks that are keeping you from identifying your purpose and being successful in every dimension in your life. Stop sleeping on yourself. Stop sleeping on yourself. Self. stop pretending that it's OK to work a nine to five that does not serve you. And it only pays you enough to keep you twenty two dollars end (laughs) it you hear what i'm saying to you so contact me head on over to my website check me out live llc coaching at instagram ben carter the coaching experience on facebook i can't believe that i love people as much as i do it's a miracle it's a miracle that i'm happy that i'm grateful to be alive it's a miracle Because there was a point in time when I was not. And that's uh, a bit of what this show is about, right? So I'm going to apologize ahead of time if I offend. I am going to apologize ahead of time for grammatical errors, for chewing and swallowing my words. Please forgive me. That's just my flaw. I am not perfect, but I strive to be excellent. So please forgive me this show is about being heart smart I believe that our hearts have a brain and this show is about learning how to use our hearts brain learning how to show up as my grandmother would say with common sense and I want to focus on our relationships right so call up your friends ladies call up your good girlfriends Fellas, call up your boys. Mama, call up your silly sons, your crazy daughters, you know, dads, call them up and say, listen, I think you need to hear this show because every relationship that you get into, either relationship uh, that's romantic or relationship that is business based doesn't always make you a victim or you aren't always the victim of a bad situation. Sometimes you become a victim of your bad decisions and your bad choices. Sometimes you get played out because your decision-making process is played because you welcome being a fool. You walk into the situation knowing, knowing this ain't gonna turn out right for me. Hey, I'm going into this and I already feel it that this is wrong. But what keep us moving in that direction for a lot of us, and hear me when I say this, lack of faith. And lack of faith could be lack of faith in a higher power, but definitely lack of faith in yourself, right? Fellas hate when I talk like this. Absolute insecurity. Insecurity. A lot of us are insecure and we use our penis and our machismo and our vagina and our breasts and we pump our asses up you know with things that we think are going to make us confident with who we are and we still walk smack dab into brick wall situations we welcome dead in situations and sometimes because it's because our decision-making process is dead end and that's based on our insecurity our lack of confidence our lack of faith and understanding that we do not have to settle for anything or just anyone and that goes for relationships and business prospects i did it sometimes i still slip up and do it where i sell myself short just so i could have the client just so i could have the customer and i know going into it This person ain't ready to be coached. This person doesn't have a value around paying for professional development. They don't have a value for paying for a motivational speaker. They want me to host or run their event, motivationally speak, take coaching questions, and they only want to pay me $17.28 for four hours of work. It's not right. And sometimes I tell myself, Ben, take the job, give out your card, give links to your 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 ebooks. But the truth of the matter is, is that I have got to tell myself, like I tell you, when I have those laps uh, of good judgment, of good common sense, I got to tell myself, this is not an L, Ben. You're not taking an L here when you say, no, I can't do it. You're being smart. Don't get so emotionally connected with, having customers or don't get so emotionally connected with having someone share your bed space that you become desperate and you put yourself in what could potentially become life and death either physically with your health or financially with your bank account (laughs) you hear what I'm saying to you at some point we've got to have faith trust and believe that all things will work together for the good and sometimes the the test is not necessarily the trial itself. It's to see how you might handle the potential trial. Everything ain't about you actually going through a traumatic tribulation and getting your heart broke. It's about how you use your heart's brain to navigate that situation. They always say ladies are so emotional. They think with their hearts, "Mm, okay, all right. You're thinking with your emotions right you're thinking with your feelings you're thinking from a place of desperation you're thinking from a place of I don't really have any other choice right now you're thinking from a place of this is the best thing popping right now that's what you're thinking from your heart hear me when I say this your heart has a brain you know you've got your your brain brain in your head and then you've got your heart's brain right So I I tell you this in the show's description that heartbreak is inevitable because that's just the way that life is set up. Tragedy, trauma is going to happen, but I believe that I am here and others like me to help you pull out the tools you already have to deal with whatever the situation is and to enable you with enough heart smart to make choices to avoid getting your heart broken. Again, this is this show ain't about you getting into a relationship and the relationship goes bad. It may have started off perfectly. There were no signs. Things didn't work when you got into the relationship. You grew apart. All right, I get that, right? This is not what this show, that's not what this show is about. This show is about, I can see that you are a fool, The moment I start talking to you, fool is actually written across your forehead, but because I'm a bigger and better fool, I'm gonna go ahead and jump into this situation with you. So the question that I wanna ask you, my question to you is, when life comes with the heartbreak, how do you deal with them? Primarily your romantic and professional relationships. Like I said, there are some heartbreaks that can't be avoided, but when life come with some dodo birds, as my mother used to say, knocking at your door with a get-rich-quick scam and your bank account is on E and you respond out of desperation and you get your heart broken based on your stupid decision, yeah, I'm coming with it today, I'm calling it out stupid is stupid dumb is dumb foolish is foolish how do you respond to that what kind of tools do you have because that's what we're gonna work on that's what we're gonna focus on waking up activating your heart's brain so you can be heart smart that's right that's what we're gonna focus on call everybody up tell them click on this link listen to, watch the show. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you some examples, some of my personal examples of how I could have avoided heartbreak had I been a little bit more heart smart. I'll see you back in a couple of minutes.
1: Leave me uncertain. Some lessons ain't worth learning. I hope that you never know what I know. We need to let it go. But if you don't want to leave, I'ma give you what you think you need. Cause that's what I'm here for. We can begin with the chase move moving along at a steady pace. But you better remember there is a limit. It's good when you're in it. But it's Tricky, this thing called
3: love
1: just enough to leave you tipsy. You'll fall if you have too much. I've been here before. I was you and you were someone else. You were so beautiful, I was so innocent. And I knew that you were better hell So I decided to let you in Well at this time I believed you got to me what you say Nothing could really go wrong My heart is strong You ain't even trying to break it. blood You wasn't playing fair I didn't know the game Now I'm just scared That I'll never care And we may end up the same Ain't it tricky to thing all along Just enough to leave you tipsy You'll fall if you have too much
0: Hey, welcome back. Welcome back from the break. I hope everybody is here because we're about to get into it. If you're just tuning in in, and if you're just clicking on the link, listen, this show is called Your Heart Has a Brain. (laughs) Your Heart Has a Brain right and we're going to go over some basic steps of becoming heart smart triggering common sense really you've heard me talk about this in several of my shows really activating your emotional intelligence right so ben make it quick make it simple make it plain what do you really mean by emotional it- intelligence right emotional intelligence is the difference of when i was a kid i used to throw temper tantrums if Any of my cousins are listening to this. Shut up in advance. (laughs) Shut up in advance. I used to throw temper tantrums and I used to fall out and hit my head on the ground, right? And act a complete fool. If my mother took me into the the corner store or the bodega and she wouldn't buy me a packet of Crimpets or some, some bubble yum, I'd be like, ah. And she'd have to end up getting it for me emotional intelligence is the difference between behaving emotionally as a child throwing emotional tantrums right and being able to understand that mom said no life said no (laughs) this isn't my turn I'll catch it the next go-round so some of us dive into any romantic or sexual relationship because our body tells us to right you turn me on I'm into you I wanna I gotta hit it I wanna hit it you're sexy or maybe you're not I'm just you know horny excuse my my language my French or whatever and so I really have an emotional uh, lust feel tantrum right I'm having a tantrum on the inside where at some point emotional intelligence says you're going to learn to practice temperance That self-control right get you some fruits of the spirit right learn how to practice temperance get you some self-control in your spiritual tool belt as you navigate through life learn how to tell yourself no right this might not be the right time for me this might not be the right person for me there are so many baby mamas and baby daddies out there that happened because people couldn't control themselves and we produced a child out of our lack of self-control and I may may very well be one of those children where I was produced because some folks just wanted to get it on and that's cool thank you (laughs) I'm here but there are some folks who are not willing To be responsible for their actions and sometimes your actions either produce a life or they take life away they may take life away based on what you contract based on your choices or they may type take your life away based on your financial decisions because somebody told you if I if I had a penny at this point the last four or so years that I've really invested in Training myself as a coach and getting out there and doing the grassroots work, serving, volunteering, just doing the work. Every time somebody told me you don't have to do that, just pay me 10 grand and I can start making you 30 grand a month. Every every time I ran into a coach that's going to help a coach get their business off the ground and I committed to that. Jesus. I mean, I would be financially dead. You hear what I'm saying? I'd be living in a cardboard box. So, as much as we are drawn to that as as much as our feelings sometimes and the lust and the desire and the passion and the hunger and then the desperation kicks in. Emotional intelligence real plain is telling your inner 6-year-old to chill the F out right for all of my my church folks that are listening listening chill the fun out <laughs> that's what that's about that's what that's called right emotional intelligence is about as me and my grandmother used to watch Archie Bunker and he would tell Edith Edith stifle yourself right oh, Archie stifle yourself right you have to tell your inner self stifle yourself fall back chill all the way out right chill the fun out you hear what I'm saying so that's really understanding emotional intelligence so I'm going to give you an example and I know about 95 percent of you can relate to this right professional example so it's been about oh my gosh almost 15 years Um, I was laid off of a a very good job, what most folks would consider to be high profile, because I worked on Wall Street. I worked in the financial district for a financial brokerage, right? And so it's kind of like a high profile job, and you know, oh yeah, you work on Wall Street in the financial district, and I had the opportunity to become um, a licensed broker and trader and all of that. Um, And sometimes I go, why did not pursue that, right? And then other times I go that was definitely not for you but after I was laid off of that high-profile or what I refer to as high-profile job because the profile was larger than the actual income (laughs) I was out of work and I was in my uh, ninth month or so of being unemployed and could not find a job And the last unemployment unemployment check came in the mail right so I'm gonna use my tablet as my um, mail I opened up my unemployment uh, check and it says basically hey Ben just letting you know buddy this is it this is your last seven hundred thirty dollars seven hundred sixty five dollar check right that you're gonna receive or something to that nature And I flipped out. There was something on the inside of me where I just sank because I said, that's it. I'm not going to be able to survive. I won't be able to live. So I, of course, had already been interviewing like crazy. That nine months made me an interview. I mean I was addicted to the process I spent at least six or eight six six to eight hours a day looking for jobs to the point I had memorized job descriptions and jobs on monster and career builder so I'm looking and I get these interviews I get three interviews right and there were out of the three I think I was offered maybe two or three I remember two that I was offered uh, one for AT&T and I'm going to tell all my business one for AT&T and one for another medical firm in central New Jersey and my desperation was like Ben you've got to take you've got to take actually I, I take that back I'm sorry I was offered them all Ben you've got to take The better one for me the better one and all of my I guess I was in my late 20s 20s foolishness said you have to take the one that's paying you the most now check this out I'm gonna tell you all my business one was paying $13 an hour to be a customer service rep at some accounting firm and my good sense when I walked in there said this is catastrophe right but they offer it but if they offer it to you take it because you're desperate you have no other choice right that's what desperation will do to us pimp you out then the other one for the um, medical firm was paying 17 and then the one was paying 15 an hour in my head I was like 17 I'm gonna go with the one that paid me the most even though when I walked in And they told me there is no room for growth here. The most you can do, the most you can do if anyone leaves is take a lateral step and take on their responsibility. But if you're looking for, like some of the other folks that come here, experience so that you can become Cisco certified, Network Plus certified and have real world experience doing that, this is not the place. They told me. Right. They told my cover your ears, my my lovely church folks. They told my silly ass when I was sitting there for the interview. We do not have any room for growth. (laughs) And the the average time that most people have been here is anywhere between 10 to 20 years. Right. So people don't leave because it's a cushiony job. But because people don't lead, there's nowhere for you to go. Just so happens that this role opened up because we needed someone to fill in for the supervisor when she's not here to do this job by herself. But I'm desperate. My last unemployment check, right? I need to have income coming in in the next two weeks. I took the job that was paying the most. That taught me the least. I learned nothing. I was miserable on that job. Not only was I miserable, I put myself in the situation voluntarily as a victim, even though they told me there's nothing for you here, we'll hire you, but you're going to do what we tell you to do without any growth, right? It got so bad at one point, I was at one point deathly ill, and I'm not being dramatic. I was deathly ill I was on what could have been uh, my deathbed and I thinking about my job called my job right and told them that I'm in the hospital right they want to keep me and the manager who had been at this this organization at this company for several several years said to me didn't ask if I was okay oh But do you think you'll be able to make it in today? Just ask me. I just told her. They're telling me that had I not come in, that would have been it for me, right? And you're asking me if I could make it in today? When I tell you I fell into such a depression, comatose stupor. I was drunk off of sadness that I put myself in this situation. I was a complete victim. Why would they do this to me? This is happening to me. I can't believe it, but I walked into that place knowing that they had no value for my talent, for my experience, That I was just a body there. Had I had some common sense, had I not been so emotionally attached to my finances, I would have made a better decision. The better decision would have been that job right in the middle, the one that was saying $15 an hour. Why? Because they told me, you're going to be exposed to a data center where there's all kinds of applications, where we are getting into virtual environments, where there are Cisco switches, where we're getting into iSCSI and fiber channel networks, which would have really, really developed my technical skill and honed my technical skill. But I didn't make a smart intellectual decision. I made an emotional decision that were attached to finances for two damn dollars more. Listen, I know 90% of you under the sound of my voice, somebody, one of you, your friend, you've done that and you walk into work every single day hating it. I hated this job so much that I took a pillow and put it in the back of my car and I would go out and then get in the back of my truck and sometimes I would just cry or go to sleep And I would say, how did this happen? Why would I do such a thing? This is so stupid. Because I was immature, irresponsible. I wanted to be right about everything. And I put myself in a wrong situation. And I was still broke. (laughs) Still broke. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying. Had I walked in to each interview and been heart smart, and not made an emotional connection to the finances, thinking that two extra dollars would make or break me, I would have been able to say, listen, I appreciate you being honest and being so forthcoming. Thank you for the opportunity, but this isn't for me. I'm still young in my career. I need as much room and advancement to grow as possible, right? Because to top this off, I was still, I wasn't living at home, but I was living in my family house. My grandmother passed away and I moved into my grandmother's apartment, right? Nobody was going to kick me out, right? Nobody was going to kick me out. Hell, if worse came to worse, I could have went and just packed up my family and got Christopher, and we could have kicked it with my sister for a little while if the financial situation would have gone that route, as opposed to staying on a job for a year that set me back a few years in terms of professional competition, the opportunity to grow financially, and the resources to become certified in areas that would promote me at the time professionally y'all don't hear me y'all think i'm playing games i'm not playing games when we make those kind of decisions that's a desperate decision you're making a decision from the zero in your bank account i made the decision from lack in my bank account i made the decision and some of you are saying yeah but you got to feed your kids but i had an opportunity i had choices I made a dumb choice. It was dumb. There's no way to pretty that up, right? Uh, and and spray some, some air wick on a pile of boo-boo. I just can't. I made a boo-boo. That's what I did. I tripped and fell, but it was emotional based on my finances because I was desperate. But the pay didn't make me. The pay didn't break me, right? Right? Fast forward 15, 16, 17 years later, that job in in no way gave me enough money to say, look, open up my son's 529 account. It didn't. So when I say, and I told you this in my last show, we've got to use some common sense. Common sense is being able to critically think, right? And if my son is listening, Christopher, take some notes, Critical thinking is not about how you feel in the moment, right? So my son is you know, 16, got his first job, and he's like, is there a way that I can rearrange my school schedule to accommodate my job? And I go, son, you're only gonna be on that job for a year until you go off to college, unless you're planning for this job to be the rest of your life. This is your future, then drop out of school now. But the critical thinking in that would be the job has to take a backseat to my school schedule that's going to promote me and going off to university and going off to college. Right. So I told you this in the last show, you have to use some critical thinking, some common sense. Right? He's throwing an emotional temper tantrum. Why? Because the first thing that he's thinking about, and I'm telling his business too, is I want a paycheck. I don't want to upset my new boss. I want this paycheck so I can buy my girlfriend nice stuff and get her a slice of pizza, right? That's what he's thinking about. I'm thinking this is not the end all be all for you. And the schedule that we're crafting for school is to support your leap into victorious education. So guess what? Heck no. Heck no. And that's what we're talking about with being heart smart, making professional choices from here, right? I ain't got no choice. This is what I gotta do. I gotta feed my family. This may very well be true, my friend, but make sure the choice that you're making is not from a place of desperation because even though we tell ourselves this, because this is the, the victim's mantra, I didn't have any other choice. It is what it is. It is not. Even I, there's nothing I can do. Indecision is a decision. So hear me when I say this, and I've mentioned this before. This is a sidebar. This is in addition to, this is a note. Take this note. In order to be heart smart and activate, your heart's brain, you've gotta be a critical thinker. And if you're not a critical thinker, pick up your phone, I'm using my tablet again, and Google what critical thinking is. Well, go listen to my last show when I actually read it to you, what critical thinking is. If you don't have that skill, baby, that's a, that's a life skill that you're missing, and that is where you are guaranteeing unsuccess. You will be unsuccessful if you do not know how to critically think. Take it from me. Take it from me, the bozo who with open arms welcomed a dead-end job and when I was almost on my deathbed, they told me, oh, okay, can you make it in today with the last breath that you have? I'm not playing with you all. When we come back from this break, we're gonna talk about some romantic heart smart stuff how not to be a fool and not break your own heart. I had to tell myself, Ben, I'm sorry to have to report this, but buddy, you broke your own heart. (laughs) I'll see you back in a couple of minutes. back we are back and this show is talking about being heart smart activating the brain that exists in your heart so that everything that you do isn't so emotional and I know that the popular belief and the popular opinion is that men aren't as emotional as women and they're not emotionally driven and that's not necessarily true We know how to use our emotions to get what we want, but we still have and throw emotional temper tantrums where we have to have what we want to have. And once we get it, whatever the it is, we move on, right? And so we've got to learn to be heart smart in those areas because every ask an athlete... (laughs) Ask an athlete who, one just said that all athletes cheat. How true is it that there is an, a, a cheater's chromosome in and, and all athletes or a cheater's gene in all athletes or all men for that respect? That's a cop out, right? What you're saying is, I'm really not interested in exercising self-control in this area, right? Either emotional or... Or, or physically, I lack the emotional intelligence to communicate how I really feel so that I can express what's going on internally so that my internal issues don't show up physically, right? So all we're doing is manifesting what's happening inside of us, either our insane ego ruling our lives or insane insecurity, which they are first cousins ruling my life, right? And I I wake up one morning to someone shooting me a text saying, the baby is yours, right? And your wife is laying right next to you or your fiance or longtime girlfriend or whatever. So all of that BS about this is just what it is, is very much from a place of victimization. I have no control over this. Yeah, you do. You do you have control over how a situation is set up and what part you play in that, right? So we've evolved too much as humans to play these immature and intellectually feeble games, right? Yet, we still do it. But one of the things that you hear me talk about as a motivational speaker, even as an instructor in corporate, um, I talk about values. Most of us think we have values, right? Until we're actually faced with a value test, right? So most of us say that we respect honesty. That's our top priority until we're faced with the situation. Where were you last night? Why didn't you come home? I called you and it went straight to voicemail. Were you at work? Where were you? But you say you respect And one of your highest values is honesty and you straight flat out tell a lie, right? Business owners, they'll do it for business. I can do XYZ for you. Contractor, I can have this house done for you in three weeks and you'll be ready to go all under $30,000. When they know very well it's a 12-week project that's going to cost $93,000, right? But you want the business, but... Your mission statement, your value statement is you are honest and you deliver service with the highest of integrity. You are in fact a liar. So most people think they have a value system until they are faced with putting the pedal to the metal, (laughs) right? And then they drive off into another direction where they are the exact opposite, right? So some romantic stuff. So ladies, can I pick on you, please, right? And, and then hit me up for a coaching session and I'll love you back to life, I promise you. I will support your leap into victory and guarantee that your faith will catch and carry you the whole way. But for right now, I'm gonna step on a couple of toes. I got the men, you know, I got some of the fellas, And I might get him again. (laughs) But ladies, y'all do some dumb-ish. You hear me? You all do some silly stuff when it comes to love, right? And, well, girl, I just met him. And listen, listen, don't judge me when I tell you this, girl. Don't don't judge me, right? You're telling your friend not to use proper judgment. She's not going to judge you. What you're telling her is, Don't use your good common sense when I tell you this, right? Because I'm about to be heart ignorant instead of heart smart. You go, girl, listen, let me show you his picture first, girl. Let me show you his picture, right? Before I tell you, before I say anything, let me show you his picture, girl. And then you pull out his picture and you like, girl, look, six pack everything. He even got one the sweats. And then your girlfriend look at that picture and she'd be like, wait a minute. Wait a damn minute. This look like a prison shot. I ask you not to judge me. Now, I have nothing against anyone being in prison if that's where they belong. <laughs> right? But I do have a bit of an issue if you're inviting someone to come live with you who's coming out of prison who doesn't have anywhere to live. How is that going to work out for you and your kids? And how are you going to break that news to your ex-husband or your your BD, right? How will you break that news that this ex-con, who, if we know the judicial and the prison system, likely not reformed is going to be living with you now and exposed to your kids you already know we're not judging him right wrong indifferent you did your time god bless you god love you thank you very much peace have a blessed life but at this point and in this time i am not here to be your crutch or your coach, I know somebody who might be able to help you out, but I can't coach you and let you hump on me at the same time because mama, you've got food, you've got kids to feed, a career to grow, rent, mortgage to pay, and bringing somebody who's just coming out of prison to live with you is the most idiotic and thing you could do, but because you're desperate. And you are lonely and you are insecure. You need somebody to rub you late in the midnight hour when that thing start talking back to you and said, I ain't had nobody to do me right in a real long time. Ladies, y'all know I'm not lying. I need somebody to be here. It's all right if he stay home and I'm at work And he played my son Xbox all day. As long as he's here with that rock solid body when I get home, I'll do everything else. Until you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of somebody leaving cookie crumbs all on the floor. And you know you've trained your kids to eat at the kitchen table. Somebody leave the milk carton in the refrigerator and you know you've trained your kids to throw it out. And I'm not judging that brother for his experience with incarceration. But sister, I'm asking you to use some common sense to activate your heart's brain to tell your body to stop throwing a loneliness temper tantrum. Tell your body to stop throwing a lust, passion, desire filled temper tantrum and figure it out talk back to yourself you have to become heart smart that's heart smart hey i'm sure you are going to be a great god in three to four years from now once you've figured out your life but right now who you are and who i am just don't match and i'm okay with walking away See, the thing with being heart smart is that there has to be some level of security in who you are and the power that you have as a woman, as a human being. Right. And that man has to be able to say as much as I would like to depend on you right now and have a soft place to lay. Right. I've got to move forward in my life in this season and grow myself and figure out what my purpose is because I've spent way too much time giving my problems the spotlight. That's what landed me in this situation. So sister, you look good, you smell good, I thank you. But guess what, I gotta move on. The heart smart choice for me would be whatever I need to do, stay in the halfway house, this is Where you make an intellectual decision about a job and say, if I got to work McDonald's in the morning, Wendy's on the second shift and... Walmart overnight, I'm going to do it because it's for the betterment of myself and not to facilitate me wanting to be with somebody because it's an emotional choice I'm making because my emotions and my body is throwing a tantrum and I have not exercised my critical thinking skills or developed any emotional intelligence. I am just a fool when it comes to love and you don't have to be. So, if you walk into that situation, you walk into that situation knowing that 9.999% of the time, right, there is a chance that this is an absolute failure. And in this case, you ain't even got to trust a try. All you have to do is trust yourself. You hear me? Trust yourself and move on. Develop some heart smarts, right? That's why sometimes when folks ask, how can you walk away from your child, right? We made this child together. No, baby girl. No, y'all made Whoopi, and you just so happened to have a child. He was never emotionally connected to the possibility of producing a child.
1: Never.
0: His heart right? That emotional thing said, I got to have you, but I got to have you the way that I want you. And once I flushed my system of what I want, I'm done. He threw a tantrum. That was a tantrum, right? So I need for you all, and I'm using very stereotypical, very generic, very common examples. But what I want you to do What I want you to do is investigate your life. Investigate your life. I want to give you these basic steps. This is it. Get to it, Ben. Tell me. I'm listening, right? I'm on the edge of my seat. How are you going to help me do this? I already gave you the sidebar, the the in addition to Google critical thinking or go listen to my last show. I told you that, right? This is what I want you to do. Breathe. Right. Breathe. And I mean, when those situations occur, right, there's a bad business move. Oh, but I'm desperate. Right. Breathe. (laughs) Life. Help me. Right. God. Help me. Higher self. Higher power. Help me. Breathe. And then what I want you to do. Listen, this is number one. Listen intently, listen intuitively, right? Listen to those words that are being spoken spiritually and intuitively, but not verbally. Listen to what people say because people's words will reveal the condition of their heart. Sometimes if the words are too pretty and they're too sweet, and you hear all of those sweet nothings. They're just that. Nothing. Ain't nothing sweet about it. It's empty. If it's too pretty, they are attempting to gloss up and shine up what they know they're about to offer as a pile of doodip. Mm, Excuse me. If it sounds too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Right? That cliche is a cliche for a reason. So, don't get caught up in those words, in that experience, in that moment. Right? Don't get caught up in that. Listen intently, and sometimes people will just let you know that they are on their bullish Right? And you've got to be smart enough to say this isn't something that I'm willing to engage in. Not even for not even for a night. It ain't worth it. Right? Listen intently. That's number one. After you've heard what they've said verbally, spiritually, intellectually, after you've heard that, heard those those words and how their energy is penetrating yours, this way you got to shut up and listen, right? Let them speak. Then this is when you graciously say, thank you. That's number two. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I do, but I got to go. Be humble. Be grateful. Say thank you. And then the last thing, run like hell. You hear me? Run. Put the car and drive and hit 120 in less than six seconds flat. Get the hell out of Dodge. Don't stick around because for some of us, we can't trust ourselves. We're just one person word away of falling back into our foolish selves i don't care who you are man woman straight gay black white business romantic relationship run like hell i remember a few years back my sister we used to joke about understanding our value and our worth when we started to get into mid-range mid-management and our career And my sister would ask me, you know, because, Scoop, you've been on 9,673 job interviews. How do you get those jobs when you do get a yes? And how do you deal with when someone's lowballing you and not giving into desperation like you did when you weren't heart smart, when your heart was connected to the zero in your bank account? Right. Uh, How did you? Not give in to that when someone lowballed you, right? And you knew your value and you knew your worth. I said, Ish, I used the second step, right? So remember, the first one is I listened to what they said, right? But the second thing I did was I said, thank you for your time. I am going to end this interview right now. This particular opportunity is not the one for me. I'm going to move out the way because there is someone who deserves this. This one isn't for me. I say thank you and I move on and I move on now with faith, knowing I don't have to be desperate or knowing that I don't have to make a dumb decision when it comes to my finances or my salary from a place of insecurity and no self confidence, right? Some of y'all have been lowballing yourselves for years because you're desperate just to have the job. But in the word of I believe it was Marlon Wayans and Mo Money a job ain't nothing but work (laughs) and if you want to work you will work but at some point you've got to be smart you got to know when to take the higher and know when to take the lower when it's going to benefit you professionally intellectually right it's gonna push you right so that's what I'm saying the first thing basic steps this ain't no magic trick. You can do this tonight. You can do this today. Listen. Listen intensely. Listen intuitively. Shut up. You ain't got to respond to everything people say. Listen and then thank that person. Thank those people for their time and for so eloquently putting together that rap <laughs> that you're not buying. And then number three, run, run like hell. So I know I used some bad words today. (laughs) I can't be namasteing and amening every show. I know I called some of your ideas, your choices, decisions, your, your lifestyle, maneuvering, dumb, stupid, foolish. I know I did. I wanted to be sure that you got it because the truth of the matter is I love you. I love you and I am here to support your leap into victory. When it is time for me to spiritually support your leap, when it is time for me to professionally support your leap, and encourage you to move beyond the blocks, to live outside of the darkness, to shine your effervescent light, I will do it. And then when it is time for me to call you to the carpet and saying, stop volunteering yourself to heartbreak because you are desperate and insecure, you lack self-control, you are inconsiderate of your own feelings, because that's what a temper tantrum is. I just react. I go crazy, right? That's inconsiderate of who you are. I told you when I was a kid, my temper tantrum was banging my head against the wall or the floor. That doesn't serve me for a crimp And some of us still, just so we can bang, right? You get it? Just so we can bang and take and be Greedy. We operate from a cruel, heartless place where we lack emotional intelligence. Do you understand what I'm saying? Get heart smart. Send this to your local politician. Send it to the preacher man if you have to and tell them to get heart smart. Start tuning into your heart and stop giving into low level emotions and feelings, anger and love. And I want it. And check your heart because at the core, hearts are pure and our hearts are connected to an intuitive, intellectual, spiritual, higher state of being where the angels, where the Holy Spirit, where the God of our understanding speak to us and say, listen, this ain't the one for you. This is the opportunity that I'm granting. And you've got to be heart smart enough to know when to take that leap of faith into your victory. My name is Ben Carter. I am your favorite life transformation coach. If ain't nobody told you today, I love you so much. I love you too much, maybe three much. Tune in to the next show. Until then, I love you. Speak soon.